0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Your survival habits have turned into bad habits. I was um I'm currently enrolling for my signature plant-based coaching program, Farm to Table, and I was doing a suitability interview with a potential student the other day, and she said something so provocative. I don't even know if she knows it was provocative. She was just speaking her truth during our interview. And one of the things she said that really resonated with me that I believe will resonate with a lot of you. Is that her survival habits have turned into bad habits and I was like what I had to write that down right Um, so shout out to her for being my muse and inspiration for this talk today your survival habits have turned into bad habits you know when I was just kind of thinking through exactly what this meant and she explained to me what it meant for her but now when I was thinking this through on a more macro scale on a larger scale it got me thinking about how true that is for so many of us how our survival habits have turned into bad habits and now we're in a rut in our life whether it be in our health our finances our faith our career our relationships where it feels like we're kind of stuck because at one point those decisions those choices made sense and now that they no longer serve us they it's it's still harder to get out of that situation because they are it's part of it's it's rooted in survival right and so I was thinking through, I wanna use three examples here. Your survival habits have turned into bad habits. I, wanted, I was thinking through three instances that I believe will relate to a lot of you, okay? You know, when you think about that job you're in that no longer serves you, when you think about um, a relationship that you're in that no longer serves you, when you think about the food that you eat that no longer serves you, a lot of those choices that we are making on a daily basis as to what we do for a living, as to who we spend our time with, who we spend our life with, as to the food we eat, all of those decisions started from survival mechanisms from like absolute necessity there were choices that we made to meet a basic fundamental need and now that that basic fundamental need has been met we can make different choices but we haven't pivoted yet and so we feel like we're stuck in a situation that no longer serves us all right so And I think about, for example, a partner, let's say a spouse, right? You may be still with this person or maybe you've done this historically where you were in a relationship where you know they were keeping that side of the bed warm and it was a comfortable relationship because you had somebody or maybe they were the parent of your child or your children. And so it made sense. That relationship made sense at that time. However, right, this person doesn't encourage the best version of you, right? You're not fully fulfilled in a relationship, whether it be intellectually, emotionally, sexually, right? So you, but you made the decision to be with that person because at the time it it made maybe financial sense for you guys to stay together, even though it no longer worked. It made familial sense for the kids to stay together, even though it no longer worked, right? Or again, you just wanted a partner. You wanted a spouse. You wanted to have a date when you needed one. You wanted somebody to cuddle up with every now and then. And so it made sense, but the relationship, at this point in your life no longer serves you or when I think about the food that we eat you know um there may have been a point in your life where you know you had to eat the you had to buy the cheapest food you had to buy the most convenient food maybe you were working multiple jobs maybe you know, you money was scarce and you can only afford the canned goods, the processed food, the things that, you know, were quick and convenient because you got to get the babies out to school or you got to get to work or you got to get to class. Maybe you were just a college student, right? Maybe you didn't have a family and a house. Maybe you were just on campus and a broke college student and you were eating ramen noodles and fast food because it was the cheapest. Uh, it was what's affordable or, or it's what the cafeteria was serving on campus and you were eating because it was survival, Right. And so those were decisions that you had to make. Um, in order to survive, right? Whether it just been your lifestyle at the time, your age at the time, your financial situation at the time, you know, it was the decision that you had to make in order to survive. You know, you were just eating food to uh, knock the growl off, right? As they say, right? So I I, I just need not to be hungry, right? So I need to eat for survival, right? I just don't wanna be alone or I need to keep my family together or I literally can't afford to leave this marriage. So I need to stay in this relationship for survival okay Um, or thinking about the job that you may be in your profession right Um, maybe you know, you, um, at one point, right. You just needed a job. Like I got to get some money coming in. We have all been there where we made professional decisions based on that check, just the need for that check. I got bills coming in. Um, I need to, you know, pay these bills, keep the lights on, keep a shelter over my head, keep food on the table, keep clothes on my back. You know, there, I'm not going to this job and going to the interview to see, you know, how I can best serve the company and how the company can best serve me. I'm not thinking about upward, no, bit mobility i'm not thinking about you know um benefits i'm not thinking about you know how much vacation time off do i get i just need to know what day do y'all get paid and how much am i getting right so you made this uh, professional decision for survival right so we have all made decisions in our life for survival reasons, right? But now a lot of us have reached a point in our life where the decisions that we made when we were just trying to survive and meet basic fundamental needs no longer serves us where we are in our life right now. Like once upon a time, you know, working that job, being with that person, eating that crap food made a whole lot of sense, a whole lot of sense. And no one will fault you for that decision at that time. However, the decision has expired on those choices, right? That decision has expired. Um, the date has expired on those decisions. The date has now expired on those decisions and you now should be making better choices because you're better positioned to do so, right? You now have the means to make better decisions. So when I say the means, I'm not just talking about money. I mean, literally, you now have the time to make better decisions. You now have the talent to make better decisions. You now have the confidence to make better decisions. You you now have the know-how to make better decisions, right? You now have the resources, the support network, where you can make better decisions, right? And so now you are positioned to make better decisions. But the problem is, the problem is those decisions you made in survival have now turned into bad habits, right? So when you were buying food because that canned food, that pro- frozen food, that you know processed dollar menu food was all you could afford because you had to eat. Now that you can afford something better, Now that you can afford higher quality food, now that you can afford to even maybe pay for meal prep, now that you can afford to go to cleaner, healthier restaurants when you dine out, you know, now that you can afford to be choosy about where you work because you got your degrees now, you got experience now, you have exposure now you're still stuck in a decision you made long ago so even though you can afford to make better decisions you have the means meaning the money the time the know-how the talent the confidence to make better decisions now the issues is you have an addiction to that food right and so you now have an addiction to this hyper palatable over concentrated super processed food and when while you made those decisions years ago because it was for survival now you have a hard time detaching from these habits because now your survival habits have become bad habits right so long ago you were in a situation where you could have stopped eating that crap long ago you were in a situation where you could have left that that marriage or left that relationship or left that friendship that no longer served you but now right it's just a it's just a bad habit like I'm just used to coming home to him or her right I don't know exactly how to get out of this relationship how to get out of this dysfunctional friendship I'm not sure how to walk away from this career because I got all these years in and I got all this time served right and so it's just a bad habit I've become dependent on you know that recurring weekly or bi-weekly check I've become dependent on those benefits and so well while I made this professional decision to work here years ago because I just needed to keep a roof over my head I it's now a bad habit I now feel locked in I now feel like I can't live without X even though I have the means to make a better decision you know when I was kind of thinking through this I was thinking about survival decisions that a lot of people have to make and how before I was as wise as I am now I used to look at certain things and be like what the heck right so I I, I used to volunteer a lot I still volunteer a lot but now I more volunteer my time volunteer my money but um, I remember volunteering at a women's shelter a couple years ago in Pontiac Michigan and it was a battered women's shelter so um, battered women and children you know could come there and Uh, you know, we would, you know, we we did like a, a carnival day for these families, right? So we came in, we did a carnival day and we got to meet the women and children and hear some of their stories. And, you know, I know there's a lot surrounding the issue of domestic violence, but I remember, you know, one of the things that used to cross my mind when I used to hear stories like this is why would you stay in a situation like that? Like, you know why would you and you know there's a whole bunch of point of views and and things we can talk about around domestic violence, but we what i what I realized um now in hindsight is for a lot of those women that was a survival decision right that ended up turning into a bad habit, right? You initially got in the relationship right, probably not knowing that this person was abuser that it was going to be an abusive relationship. And then it turned into an abusive relationship. But by the time it turned into an abusive relationship, you were already dependent on this partner for your survival to keep a roof over your head, depending on them financially, whatever. But then even when you maybe got the wherewithal to leave, maybe got on your feet a little bit, got the means, got the confidence, got the courage to leave, you were now almost addicted to uh, the uh, the uh, attached to um, some kind of way you know, into this relationship. As dysfunctional as it is, you know, maybe many people on the outside looking in will be like, why wouldn't you leave but now it's a bad habit to be in this relationship you you know it's the devil you know and a lot of us will never understand right but you just kind of think about like people become attached to their captor people become develop these attachments to the people who are abusing them and so their survival habit became a bad habit right and I remember um, just like learning and getting to know these women and they finally got the courage to leave and they finally you know they here they are at this shelter need needing to start over, you know, needing help to start over, um, in life, but they, most of them stayed. One of the things, the common th- stories that we hear over and over again about people who were in abusive and domestic violent relationships is that, you know, it was, a, I hadn't, I had, I didn't have money on my own. I didn't have a job. I needed my baby to have shelter. I needed food. I needed all of this. And so it was a survival mechanism that turned into something else, right? Um, and then I remember um working at a cost center many years ago, for example, and I was working as a customer service representative in Verizon Wireless at Verizon Wireless. And I I know my gift and my talent, okay? My gift and my talent is speaking, teaching, coaching, communication. Like I'm sweet with it, right? And so, but I was working at this job as a customer service representative. When I taught, when I took the job, you know, it was nothing brown. It was it, the job wasn't aligned with my personal gifts or talents. The job wasn't aligned with my education or experience. The job was strictly, you know, entry level and meant to make, meet a basic need, which was to pay my bills, right. So when I took the job as a customer service representative at Verizon Wireless, I wasn't thinking about upward mobility. I wasn't thinking about, you know, moving up in the company. I wasn't thinking about becoming, you know, a superstar Verizon Wireless manager or regional director or some crap. It was all about, I need to pay my bills in this moment. So I took that job in order to survive, right? Now, let's say, you know, 10, 15 years later, if I was still at that job, I would be miserable because I'm talking to customers all day over the. Phone, you know, about their wireless service, and my gifts and talents aren't being utilized. And that's a lot of you guys. That's a lot of people, right? I eventually got the courage to move on, right, and start seeking out things that I was better suited for, but a lot of people have not. A lot of people find themselves taking jobs that, you know, they need in the moment to meet their needs, but staying there longer than they're supposed to. Your season has expired, but now it's just a bad habit. You've developed a dependency on that check so much so that your vision is clouded um, where you can't see how you'd be able to make that much money get those benefits and keep you know your family safe and secure if you leave right you might have this yearning and this urge to do something else to pursue something more exciting but you know you you're addicted to it your survival habit became a bad habit right um, and then another quick example I remember on one another time I was volunteering at a homeless shelter and one of the things that always bothered me when um when I volunteer to at, at like a homeless shelter or at, you know, some type of shelter. I volunteered at shelters for like a all men shelter or um um I volunteered to just like feed families during the holidays and stuff. And with me being a plant based nutritionist and you know, I teach nutrition for a living, I teach, you know, how to eat healthy for a living. One of the things that always bothered me when I volunteer to serve meals is how unhealthy the food is. And I'm like oh my God, like, why, why is all the food that's donated to shelters and stuff always crap? Like canned crap, white bread, you know, sweets, junk food. And I used to always be like, you know, why is the food so unhealthy at these shelters? I mean, and I had to realize, like, these meals are not designed, unfortunately, for sustenance and longevity. These meals are designed for survival, right? If your back is up against the wall, all of us will make the same decision to eat whatever's in front of us, right? But me being a nutritionist, all I see is the saturated fat and the cholesterol and the sugar and the salt, and you know the processed meat i'm like oh my god this is a type one carcinogen oh my god this is going to raise their blood pressure but these people you know uh, homeless people people living in the shelters they're not thinking about blood pressure they're not thinking about cholesterol they're not thinking about you know increased cancer risk they're like i am hungry this is where starvation their true definition comes into play and so i had to realize at least. This ain't got nothing to do with sustenance. You need to take that, you know, that narrative somewhere else. These are survival meals, right? We have all been there. But, guys, you have to realize you, you reached a point, right? You, many of you have reached a point in your life where the decisions you made where you needed to survive right the date has expired on those decisions they no longer serve you and now the reverse is start starting to happen um where they're doing you a disservice right you ate that crap when you needed to because it was all you had it was all you could afford you got with that man or woman when when it made sense when you were that version of yourself but now that you're this version of yourself right you can things are different you have the means to make different choices Right. And so for some of us now, we have addictions for some of us. Now we have, you know, fear based narratives where we don't, you know, trust ourselves to leave the job and start our own company this late in life. And so you feel stuck. You feel unhappy. You feel displeased. You feel dissatisfied. So I just want to encourage you, you know, to first assess what survival habits have turned into bad habits for you. What survival habits, even though you are nowhere near the version of yourself that had to make those decisions years ago, right You now have the wherewithal and the means to do something very different. I want to encourage you to assess right why am I still making these decisions when I have other options. The final th- habit that I think a lot of you guys can relate to that I want to mention before I hop off that is a survival habit that most of us don't realize is that di a DIY mindset. okay a DIY mindset. listen in many cases, A DIY mindset is a survival mindset meaning when you say things like I can do this myself as opposed to paying somebody to do do it for you or do it with you that's typically a survival mindset that no longer serves you trust me I know like there was a time where I would only spend money on things that I absolutely couldn't do myself and you know maybe change my oil you know what I mean like but you know washing my hair what why would I pay somebody to do that like you know a coach to help me you know take my business hell up no I could just YouTube this I could read a book about this right um some people are like a fitness trainer nah I'm gonna go in here and figure out these machines myself in the gym right there was a time where DIY was always my go-to do-it-yourself that was always my go-to because I don't, if if it's a price tag attached to your help, I don't want it. Right. And that's how many of us look like I have people now who are interested in my programs farm to table and the other 23, but their very first question is how much does it cost? How much does it cost? They probably, they have the means they are, they are not, you know, they're not on their last dime. They're not struggling. They got money in a bank, but their survival habits have become bad habits and they don't they they have in their mindset hasn't evolved to a place of you know what am I getting from this my their mindset hasn't evolved to a place of you know what burden is this gonna take off my plate by paying for peace their their mindset is still in survival mode and so we they still they are still thinking like DIY is my first option so I'm I'm not willing to think above a certain price point. Like some people are not even willing to complete the application or do an interview with me because they're so scared of the price point, even though financially they're comfortable enough to actually be able to afford a coach for their health. They're comfortable enough, enough to be able to afford, you know, a personal trainer. They're comfortable enough to be able to afford a business coach. They're comfortable enough to be able to afford a therapist. But the thought of paying for peace the thought of paying for peace. Hey, DeAndre. (laughs) The thought of paying for peace, right, is not a place that their mindset has evolved to. And for those reasons, their survival mindset, which is DIY, is still what, you know, holds um, and takes up the most real estate in their mind, right? We are used to doing, like, man, I know in my family and a a lot of in the black community, you know, we, we be like, Oh girl want to charge how much to decorate for the party we could do that ourselves uh, they want to charge how much for um a, 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 a case of wings or a thing of, with a thing of salad please we can do that ourselves they, they want to she want to charge how much to wash your hair and blow dry your hair please you can do that yourself right so this diy mindset is a survival mindset in and of itself right like we literally have got to a place where like I'm so used to having um, being in lack I'm that an abundance mindset is not even even though I'm financially abundant, you know what I mean I have the means I got more money coming in like I'm comfortable bills paid up all my basic needs is met but the thought of paying for a coach right that survival mindset is like pay thousands of dollars for what No nah, I YouTube how to adopt a plant-based diet so-and-so just had a book out about how to adopt a plant-based diet you know this agency this organization is going to do a a 15-day free program how to adopt a plant-based diet forget the fact that i got a chronic disease that's you know diabetes or high blood pressure that's out of control and i actually need to do this more than anybody else i just do it in my own time before i pay thousands of dollars why because that di mind mindset is a survival mindset Right, and so that that idea of paying for peace, people don't see it like that. If pay is attached to it, I don't need to hear anything else. And so I I encourage you to think about how you make your decisions. Do you make your decisions from a survival standpoint, even though you're not in um, in that place that you were years ago were that warranted that decision? Or do you make reasonable decisions that are thought through, right? What can I take off my plate? You know, what, how can I make my life easier? Even if it costs me money, you know, even if it costs me time, even if it, co- if it costs me, you know, um, having to make a decision that makes me uncomfortable, that I would have previously been fearful of. What is the long-term gain in, you know, making this decision as opposed to what does it cost me right now where i'm thinking from a place of lack as opposed to a place of abundance deandre said i just contemplate paying this plumber or diy about 30 minutes ago i'm telling you deandre i'm telling you right it's like why not just pay for peace i remember do y'all know how long it took me to start parking at the airport at detroit metro airport y'all i always fly delta so i gotta go to the mcnamara side right and so the mcnamara self-parking if you want to keep your car at the airport it's 26 dollars a day okay now it, you now i graduated okay because what i used to do all right I used to get a ride to the airport. That's what everybody knows. Hey, I'm going out of town. Who can take me to the airport, right? So I'm like, I ain't paying them What, right? Now, this is even before McNamara. Let me me tell you how this escalated. All right, so I used to be, I'm going out of town. Who can take me to the airport, right? Then I graduated to, okay, Lise, like stop burdening people. You be your light. Your flights be early. Your flights be late. Stop trying to make somebody come get you you know at 11 p.m. on the Sunday night Sunday night from the airport so then I was like you know what I'm making a little money I'm about to start parking at the airport so I started parking at a off-site airport parking right so the off-site airport parking yo that was my spot probably like I ain't gonna lie y'all maybe nine seven nine dollars a day right I could do that I could do you know seven nine no more than about ten eleven dollars a day to park at the off-site but what that meant is no lie i had to get to the airport about an hour earlier than i would have because the off-site parking boy i had to park wait for a shuttle and the shuttle was probably about a 10-15 minute ride they stopped somewhere else picked up some more people from another off-site parking lot and then took us to the airport so and so yeah I'm parking at the airport now I'm not burdening anybody to come pick me up but listen I straight up had to wait on that shuttle to take me to then take me to the airport right but I got my car at the airport okay Then finally, I was like, Lisa, your time is too precious. That's an extra hour that you can spend at home, you know, getting your workout in before your flight, eating some plants before your flight, you know, sleeping before your flight, whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm about to graduate, okay? I'm about to start parking at the airport, airport, like for real, for real. I would have never considered this years ago. So now I fly. So first of all, I graduated from Spirit, okay, to Delta. So I I won't get on a Spirit flight. So now I'm only flying Delta. And, but that's the McNamara side of DTW, and I have to, um, you know, the, the to park on site at the airport so that you get out your car and walk in the terminal, right, not wait on the shuttle, is $26 a day, y'all. And do you know I do that every time now? I mean, when I come back, you know, let me be going a whole week. You know, I'm spending almost $200 having parked at the airport, but there was a time Well, I would have cussed you out for suggesting that nonsense. Now, why the hell would I get an airport $200 to park there when you could just drop me off? You know what I'm saying? It was was survival habits that had turned into bad habits. Long after I had the money and could afford to park at the airport, I'm still like, you sound crazy, (laughs) right? But finally, I'm like, why don't you say everybody in your life some time and some peace? And park your tail at the airport. Get on your damn flight. Nice, peaceful, and easy. Look, I even pay for pre-check, y'all. I got clear. Look, when I tell you I ain't got to take my shoes off, I ain't got to take my ID out, okay? Like, I balls out at the airport now, all right? Like, I'm making it rain at the airport, but there was a time where that will not that would have never like you you out of your mind like and i know other people being a regular line like look at these foods getting ripped off Just parking at the airport paying for pre-check you know what i'm saying but i but now that i've elevated and my time is worth so much more now right i've i've though the the decisions the expiration they don't know experience the those decisions have come and gone Right, and so now I can afford to live a more of a life at ease. I'd be all up in the uh Delta Sky Club lounge. You know what I'm saying, eating the free food, like I live different at the airport now, but again, that took an evolution of my mindset, and so I want you guys to consider the same thing, like I want you guys to truly consider what decisions am I making now that I at once was making making out of survival and necessity that now I have. You know, the wherewithal, I have the means, not just the money, but the time, the talent, you know, the confidence to make a different decision that could actually bring more peace to my life. Right. You didn't you, you had to eat those noodles. You had to eat that canned food. You had to eat that fast food at one point, but you don't have to do that no more right you don't have to keep raising your blood pressure and cholesterol you can you can afford something healthier you can afford for somebody to make your food for you if you wanted to you can afford to dine out and to get $11 $12 sat- salad every now and then when you you know don't feel like making it yourself you have the ability to live a different caliber of a life you have put your time in at that job you don't get them more than they ever earned out of you you can now afford to start looking at a career right where your gifts and talents are going to be realized you now you know, have the confidence and you now got your life together enough where you can start seeking higher qualities in a life partner, right? There was a time where you couldn't go after him or her because you ain't had your ish together. But now your credit tight, your body tight, you done got over your childhood trauma, you ain't bringing no baggage to the relationship. You can start shopping better caliber partners. You know what I'm saying? So stop letting your survival habits become your bad habits, right? We can do stuff differently now. So I want you to assess what area of your life are you still in survival mode and what area in your life are you still in survival mode? Is it your health? Is it your money? Right. Is is it your relationships? Is it your faith? Right. There was a time where you couldn't even consider getting to church like you wanted to because you had to work that second job on Sunday or you needed to sleep from working crazy all week and going to school at the same time now you can afford to pour energy into your faith you may not go into church a bad habit at first if it was it was a survival habit you may not pour into your faith a bad habit now you actually got the time on Sundays to dedicate to your faith you got the time on Tuesday to dedicate to Bible study you can really go you know up level on your on, on your the spiritual version of you but now just not going to church and not pouring into your spirituality has become a bad habit It's no longer a survival habit. God understood when you had to do what you had to do on Sunday mornings. But now you just Netflixing and chilling. Like, come on now. Don't let your survival habits turn into bad habits. We got to make some better decisions, y'all. Okay? So go out here. Make some better decisions. Listen. I'm about 15 minutes from making one of the biggest decisions of my life to date Um, I'm about to go in this title company right now and buy some property y'all I'm so excited Um, so listen my mind thinking just driving here today just thinking about you know how I got here and you know what accomplishment I'm about to do I'm about to sign on this dotted line and I'm so excited and I'm like yo you know I'm no longer surviving, right? I'm past the point of just survival. My basic needs are met, and I'm able to do some things above and beyond just surviving, and it feels freaking amazing. You hear me? Freaking amazing. So listen, we about to get after it, y'all. Y'all go out here, think about what area in your life are you still in survival mode? Is it you think you got to DIY everything and you can't afford a coach or a plumber like DeAndre, right? What area of your life are you still in survival mode? Take assess, self-assess, right? Take a minute to think it through and then begin to think about what needs to pivot in order for you to do something different. All right. Thank you, DeAndre. (laughs) He said congrats. Thank you so much. Listen, I'll talk to y'all later on the flip side. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Peace.